acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm joined by Ben Bailingwire Bullen. Yep, that's me, Ben Bailingwire Bullen. Yep. Uh, they give me that name because I've recently gone into the business uh, this week of uh, helping people out with basic roadside repairs, Scott. I'm, oh, very good. Yeah, I'm doing an inventory of spare tires right now for everyone in the office. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you want to come clean with me now, man? What's going on uh, with your spare? You know what? I'm, uh, I've got a, uh, I got a good spare. You but, go um, I'll tell you what I don't have. What's I don't that? have a good battery. Auto. Yeah. And, and, you know, I told you when we came in here that I had a tremendous coincidence. And this is no shtick. This is no, uh, this is nothing really. No smoke and mirrors. No, no, this from is, the car stuff you, don't, you don't know about this. Cause I, I told don't. you, I told you something incredible mm-hmm. happened today that, that just happened to time along with this. And, um, this, this is so strange. This is less than two hours ago now. Okay. Um, I was at lunch. I actually lunch studying for podcasts. So I, I do that in my car where it's nice and quiet. I get all my notes together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my car, I, I had, I was idling, had the AC on because it's so hot here. Yeah, it is. It's like 172 again. Yeah. So uh, car's idling. I got the AC on and I just kind of idly, you know, you have to have the car on. So I just idly had my hand on top of the wheel and I turned it to the left and the, the revs dropped down to zero. And the wow. steering wheel jerked itself back up to center. And I thought, well, that's weird. And it kept running. And I did it again just to see what happened. And it did the same thing. And I turned it to the right and it did the same thing. Yeah. And I noticed my ABS light was coming on. I noticed all kinds of things. You know, just weird things were happening. The radio would cut out for a moment. All the gauges would go down to zero, but the car would steep, keep running. Mm-hmm. The uh, I have electronic power steering. Um, so, you know, that was causing load on something. So yeah. I knew – I think I may have a battery problem. No. So I foolishly parked the car and uh, I turned it off and I, you know, I turned, went to turn it back on. Of course, nothing, the click. So I, you know, I got out and I did what I thought I had to do. I cleaned off the terminal, you know, because yeah, I have the, my the little kit, you know, with my little, you know, safety kit that I carry with me. Checked the connections. They were fine. 
So I, you know, realized that uh, I probably got a dead battery. The battery's dead. It's like a hundred month battery. So mm-hmm. I popped open the uh, the tops, you know, and checked the cells, and of course they're dry, oh, uh, man. which is, you know, not bad news because then I know how to fix this. So I, w- I went into the drugstore that I was near, bought, uh, you know, it bought, well, bought a soft drink so I could uh, cool myself down, and I bought yeah. a gallon of distilled water mm-hmm. and filled up the, the cells, and then I had to push start my car, which was a lot easier than I thought. And uh, once I got it going, I just took it for a drive for about 45 minutes, and it was fine. Um, you know, I allowed it to cycle through yeah. and, and build up that charge again, which is essential. Because a lot of people start it up, say, like, oh, it works again, and uh, and then shut it down immediately, which is bad because you're going to have the same problem again. You need to let it cycle through and, and charge mm-hmm. up. Um, but I've strategically parked myself so that I can I can roll start it again if I have to when I go back out. But um, it should be taken care of. Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed by uh – I'm impressed by your level-headedness, but I'm very sorry to hear well, about no, that. I mean, it's no BS. This really happened. I mean, it, yeah. it happened, and it cost me a total, a grand total, of a dollar and thirty-nine cents. That's not counting the That's, soda. Well, not the soda. No, that was that was more <laughs> expensive than the water. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, I bought a gallon of, of distilled water, and it cost me a dollar thirty-nine, and that's all it cost me. And um, just because I knew what to look for, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just experience one. And then the other is that, you know, it's just common sense thinking what happened. You know, when there's a load placed on the engine, it, it dies and, you know, what, what could cause that? Um, anyways, it, it was, uh, it was an interesting coincidence, I thought, that it happened today of all days. Of like, all days. Like I said, less than two hours ago. So why is this a coincidence? Well, it's a coincidence because, you know, we're talking about roadside repairs and we're talking about, I guess, just a way to get yourself home, a way to get off of the side of the road where it's dangerous mm-hmm. and get yourself, you know, or a parking lot or whatever, a way to get yourself to safety. And um, I don't know. I think it's critical that everybody learns a skill like that. Yes, sir. So let's let's place the scene. Let's let's paint a picture. If you if you'll go with me on this yeah. one, Mister B. Sure. So uh, late at night. Yeah. In the desert, mm-hmm. which is one of like the worst places for this kind of stuff to happen. Late at night in the desert. Don't know what's going on. You have. Uh, no idea where you're going except for straight, according to the map, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you hear that weird bump that doesn't sound just like a bump of, you know, something in the road, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a puncture in your tire. And then you start to hear that flop, 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 sure. flop, flop, flop. And, uh, so you, you go, uh, insert bad word here. And you, and you pull over to the side and you look and sure enough, you've got a flat tire. One of the most common things that can happen. Oh, yeah. You see it every day. Mm-hmm. You see, I mean, on the way home, I'll see three people today. I guarantee it changing their tire. Sure. And so we can start there with basic roadside repairs because I've said this before in podcast. You know that I – now, this is no BS. Uh, I, I have been kind of exaggerating how many jobs I have per week for a while. but <laughs> no. No BS, man. I am always on call if my mother gets a flat tire. You've said that in the past. You're yeah, right. You're right. That's, uh, what a good son. I guess what bad tires is the way I look at it. <laughs> oh, really? It's happened yeah. often, huh? It's – well, you know, of course, Scott, she's my mother. I'm not going to just of hang course. up on her and of say, course. go away, mom. But, uh, but yeah, I think – I strongly believe that uh, being able to change a flat tire is one of – the most important roadside repair things. I think everyone should know how to do it. I agree. I agree. I think uh, I, I don't know why it isn't part of driver's education. Uh, you Good know, call. I, don't, I don't know why it isn't. Um, maybe it is. That, you know, I remember in ours they they described it. Mm-hmm. We never actually did it though. Uh, that 
that task, I guess, or that, that, that knowledge came from watching my father do it. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, just him telling me what's going on as he's doing it. And then, uh, you know, maybe the next time I get to try it, you know, while he's there watching. And, um, you know, cause it, ha- it does happen often. Um, yeah. What was it, what's that movie, A Christmas Story? Where the, the, uh, oh, he says like, uh, as soon as he would get, get a flat tire, he'd say like, he'd, he'd kind of get excited and say like, time me. And he'd yeah. jump out of the car yeah. and, you know, he was swearing the whole time, but he was always trying to beat his last time, you know, for the, mm-hmm. for the tire repair. Yeah. I kind of do the same thing. I like to try to do it quickly, but, you know, the right way, of course. Oh, that's but, cool. I yeah, like, I like to try to do it. Um, I don't know. I, for a long time, man, I was one of those people, good Samaritan disease. I mm-hmm. still kind of am. If I am driving by and especially if I'm not in a rush, in a hurry or something, mm-hmm. I see someone who has a flat tire. I y- usually, and of course my various rational friends tell me this is really dumb, but mm-hmm. I usually will stop and just say, ask if they need help. Most of the time people don't. Yeah. Sometimes it's someone who obviously didn't plan for this to happen or they don't have a jack. I can't tell you. I've run into four people who have a spare tire, pulled over on the side of the road, got their tire out. They don't have a jack. No kidding. Even the one that came with the vehicle, they don't have the the uh, the scissor jack or whatever. Right. It is. I'm saying. Do you see the expression I, of that shock? Is, that's strange. Like maybe it was sold for uh, scrap metal. Or maybe you know <laughs> who knows. Maybe their car is really dirty. They can't find it. Yeah. That's what I suspect for one lady. Or maybe the maybe the vehicle. Um, maybe they were cleaning it out. Or maybe they bought it used and it didn't have a jack to begin exactly. with. Exactly. That's what I was thinking is that yeah. you know, sometimes those are uh, lifted and put in another car. It happens. Yeah, it does. It, it happens. Does. But you know what? I, I want to um, maybe take it off the spare tire yeah, for let's just go. a moment because there's a lot more to talk about uh, when you're talking about roadside repairs than just this. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, that is the – I'd say that's the number one. You're exactly right. Um, but basically expect the unexpected. That's what I think is uh, the best – The best. Uh, I don't know – advice to give somebody. Is That's expect, our fortune cookie answer. Exactly. Expect the unexpected. And uh, we've got a lot of different examples here and things that you can or should carry or maybe you shouldn't. Uh, I don't oh, know, yeah. the, the whole list of things. But I mean, there's there's fuel delivery problems. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's a cooling system problems, electrical system problems, uh, any number of mechanical failures that can happen. Um, what you, oh, oh, go ahead, no, go ahead. I want some you can fix and some you can't fix, and exactly. that's one of the most important parts. Yeah, you need to know your limits. Yeah, um, if you can't, you know, let's say that you're on the side of the road, and and now some people could handle this, but let's say that a wheel bearing has gone bad, and uh, you know the, the wheel is you know just sloppy in the axle there, mm. and you know there's not many people are going to be able to handle that themselves. No. Nor would they have a spare wheel bearing in order to pack, you know, to pack with grease and put that in in place. And kind of crazy to it, carry that, but. Some people do. They do. Now, that's the thing. Like, you know, everybody has different levels of what they're comfortable with. Now, some people would be fine, you know, setting the timing on a car mm-hmm. on the side of the road, you know, on a, on a mountain pass somewhere. Others, <laughs> you know, may not be able to, uh, I don't know, put a spark plug wire back on top. That's fine. But, um, you know, you just know your, know your limits. You know, if your car is overheating, you know what to do, et cetera. But, um, I think that, you know, just, just stay within your bounds and you're okay on this. Um, so as we go through, you know, these may or may not apply to you. Just remember yeah. that. Um, but a lot of people, now some people may carry things like fuel pumps. They may carry things like, um, like water pumps or distributor caps or, or your spare sets of wires, which yeah. I can kind of understand, you know, that some cars, that part may be something that you're aware of that has difficulty or you're having problems mm-hmm. with. Um, I, I can understand taking something that you foresee a problem with. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I mean, as one example, let's say that you've got an alternator and your alternator 
vibrates loose because you got an older car, right? You got an alternator sure. that uh, that you know it vibrates loose because you know the the, the car just runs rough, or you know it's it's just a rough. Uh, maybe the suspension's a little bit rough, and yeah. and it does shake, and you know that the the bolt on the bracket comes loose after mm. 100 miles, and it's getting close to 100 miles. Well, you know it's a 10 10 millimeter bolt. Bring a 10 millimeter wrench. Yeah, and you know to do that, and you know what? Bring a spare bolt because the bolt may go away. Um, so if you know things like this, you know if you know if you can predictably determine that you know that that problem is going to happen in about 100 miles. You know, set yourself up to uh, for a win here, not a failure. Yeah, that's what I think. That's um, a good idea. Now, that's just one you know simple, simple example, and that's mm-hmm. that's one's happened to me before. I've had a, a generator that fell off the bracket. The bracket's still there. Mm-hmm. The bolt is gone because the car was just shaking like crazy. I was able to fix it with some rope and uh, you know, like I think it was some wire, maybe something like that. It was able just enough to get home. That's all. I just put tension on the belt and allow it to continue to run. Yeah, and uh, just enough to get home. It's loose and it's sloppy and it's not good, but it's it's enough in an emergency situation that you're able to, I guess, get home in limp in mode is really what it is. But you learned your lesson. I mean, I've never asked you about that ten millimeter. Wrench that you always carry around your neck. <laughs> no, it's not just that. See, that's the thing. There's, if, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody needs to carry around a footlocker full of tools. Right. And I'm not saying that they need to carry around fuel pumps with them and, and distributor caps, because that's silly. You're saying people need to know their vehicle. Know your vehicle. That's, that's first and foremost. You know your vehicle, expect the unexpected. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a number of phrases here that we can say about this, but I mean, I, I had a kit that I kept in my car for a long, long time. And, th- and that was part of the reason I got home every single time. I never had to have it towed. Mm-hmm. Oh, once, once I did have to have it towed, that was a, uh, like, uh, you know, rod failure where the, uh, it came through the, the sidewall and the engine oh. block and I was in Indiana and I had to have it towed to Michigan. So you can wow. imagine the, the, the bill on something like that. But, um, and this is like the middle of the night. So, um, but, but there's every other time I was able to get it home, whether it was a mechanical, electrical, um, you know, cooling failure, whatever it was. And it's just common sense carrying things that you can use to repair what you've got. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had an older car. It was easy to fix. It was an MG, the one that, you know, I've talked about several yeah, times here. Yeah. And I had a Ford Festiva that was the same way. And I also had a Toyota Celica that was the same way. Um, carried the same grouping of tools with me whenever I went. Um, I mean, it has things like, you know, flashlight and zip ties. This mm-hmm. is going to sound like a, a readiness kit and that's kind of what it is, but it's not the, uh, it's not a survival kit, not a survival kit, but it's just it's things, a get home kit. Exactly. It's a get home kit. I mean, if you carry, you know, two different sizes of rope and I'm not talking about a lot, just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, or you can carry some, you know, uh, climbing rope in order to, to someone could pull you out of a ditch if you end up there. That's, or you could pull somebody. Pull somebody. Rope. Oh, you do? Good. Yeah. Very good for you. That's, uh, that's, cause it's got high strength mm-hmm. and you can use it like a toe strap. It's only good for one use because it stretches out, but mm-hmm. it's there if you need it. Well, also that, the, I prefer the, uh, kind of nylon synthetic material mm-hmm. just cause if you need to burn it. So I also have True. like a cigarette lighter in there. And, Fantastic. See, yeah. that's, that's excellent. You know, you know, some of these things that you're going to need, you know, along the line. Oh, shucks. Thanks. Man. <laughs> what, what else? Zip, on your list? Well, adjustable wrenches. Um, yeah. Of course, wire, like just bare wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and also insulated wire for electrical fixes if you need to. If you've got, you know, someplace you can obviously see an arc happening and you can replace that section, that may be enough just to get you home. Without electrocuting yourself. Exactly. Well, you know, it's a 12 volt system. So it brings Not us to another hard. important thing gloves. Gloves, yes, very good, yeah. very good. That's a good one. Um, I didn't have a set of gloves in there, but I also had uh, my fingers were all beat up for a while. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, 
every other time I took the car out, it was breaking down. So uh, I learned what I needed and what I didn't need. And that that was back when you were a flamenco guitarist, right? <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is especially rough on my weekend job. Yeah, that's right. So uh, also another one that I think most people know about. So let's just get this out of the way. Sure. Jumper cables. Oh, yeah. 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 Good one. But I want to I want to go a little bit farther and say a lot of times people will buy pre uh, pre-packaged uh, car readiness kits or survival kits, mm-hmm. you know, and they got the road flares or whatever. Um, and they have jumper cables that are like six feet long, mm-hmm. which is honestly too short. Oh yeah. You know, that's, that's just something they put in there sort of like the back seat in a sports car. Cause you know, if everyone <laughs> knows the story, yeah. uh, the, there's always that old anecdote about the guys in charge of designing sports cars saying, no, you have to put a back seat in so we can sell this to families. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just the same way when there are people saying, no, we've got to put in some sort of mm-hmm. jumper cable. Yeah. Like, you know, the way they don't put a spare tire in there because there's no, you know, they want the extra right. weight, but they'll put in a can of fix a flat. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and that's your kit. And you know, like a, a cigarette lighter operated, uh, you know, electric pump. Oh that's yeah, the, yeah, that's the answer now. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of cars have something like that uh, instead of a spare tire. Which I would, I would personally rather go with a spare tire, but I think it's just because I have a lot of experience with it. And you know, you're you're licensed now. You know, oh yeah, spare tires. Mm-hmm. So I've got to do to the you. inventory. Yeah, exactly. I, I would say, you know, one other thing you might want to bring mm-hmm. um, an extra belt. Um, that's something that routinely breaks on cars. It doesn't yeah. hurt you to carry one. It's only a few bucks, really. Yeah. Um, if you have more than one belt, get more than one belt, just in case. Um, there's also emergency belts that, you know, they don't require all the tension. You know, you don't have to loosen a bracket and, and tighten it up. There are emergency belts that, that have um, kind of like, you know, the belt that you would wear around your waist that have a, a buckle. But it's not, it's not really a buckle. It's something, you know, that allows it to go through the pulley still. But, um, again, temporary, just enough to get you home or to the repair shop. And that's mm. what's that's what we're talking about is – just making it home or somewhere safe that you can then take care of it the way it should happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, there's, there's a million things here. Like I, my car used to foul plugs all the time. The, the MG did. Yeah. So I would bring a spare set of plugs. And not only that, I would bring, uh, so I could play, replace one if I needed to, mm-hmm. um, which required then the socket that, you know, to take the plugs out. And also I would carry sandpaper, uh, so that I could, you know, sand down the, the contact points so that they were dry because if they're, they're gasoline felled, they don't want to fire right away, or, or they may be soaked and ruined. But um, yeah, or if you're trying to fix it in inclement weather, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So because we all know the rule. Yeah. It's never a sunny day. No, no, it's, it's never a nice <laughs> afternoon. No, but I mean, uh, tubing, all kinds of different tubing, different sizes. You carry tubing? I, I, you know what? I used to carry um, about two feet of tubing in different sizes, like the the inlet and outlet for the radiator uh-huh. and fuel line size. You're like MacGyver, I, bro. You know what? That's not really. Not I really. carry, I, you know what I if, carry this terrible? I carry a roll of duct tape. <laughs> that's, you know, that's on my list. Carry tape. As yeah. silly as it sounds, duct tape fixes, you can fix a lot of things with duct tape quickly and very temporarily. You get home. Yeah, tape, exactly. Right? That's a, that's yeah. a get home fix, definitely. But the, the one thing that, you know, you reminded me when you said this, that, What's um, that? like MacGyver, it's not, it, it kind of is like that. It's kind of isn't. If you take the time to spend, you know, when, don't panic, just, if it takes five minutes, that's fine. If it takes ten minutes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Think about what you need to happen. Like the missing bolt on the on the uh, alternator. Yeah. Let's say that uh, it is missing the bolt, but there's a hole that you can you know fish a screwdriver through to hold it in place, and then you can wire that screwdriver in place. Yep. the The screwdriver takes the place of the bolt if if it's possible. If not, 
figure out a way to make the wire work. You know, attach it to someplace where you can put enough tension on it. It's not going to stretch and it's going to work. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it for just a few minutes, it's not going to hurt you. It's, it's going to help you in the long run because you may be able to limp to a, you know, a station in order to have mm-hmm. it repaired correctly or take it home if you know that you can fix it yourself. Um, it's just these temporary fixes. A lot of them are simple. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some are beyond your reach, of course. Some are beyond my reach, of course. But it's just a matter of, uh, you know, thinking about it and, and keeping a cool head about the whole thing. Yeah. And then some also, some p- times people will make what they think is a temporary fix as actually worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, fall into that trap. I mean, if you, if you're losing a fluid, a vital fluid to your vehicle, yeah. or you've lost all the fluid in, a, in the vehicle, like, uh, you know, whether it's you left the cap off of the, uh, off the engine when you were refilling the oil. I'm guilty. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that can cause you to lose an engine as well. And, uh, you know, you can't replace that with duct tape. It's just too much pressure and heat and it's just going to blow right off the top. Um, but you can repair a hose enough to get it to uh, a cooling hose, say. Mm-hmm. You can get it to a gas station. But, you know, if you've lost so much fluid that there's nothing in there, just stop don't, right yeah, there. Just, yeah, don't ruin it. Uh, just trying to get somewhere and trying to, you know, say that I did it myself. Don't ruin your vehicle. Just let it, you know, let it sit and use your towing service. Um, just common sense, really. This is all common sense. I got one. Sure. I, uh, I used to have, um, a very thirsty car for oil. Mm-hmm. So I used to carry, I was one of those people, man. Yeah, I know. I, I carried a quart of oil with me at all times. And now, uh, the car I'm driving now doesn't have the oil leak problem, but I still carry a quart of oil just because. Yeah. Because it, it, oh, it's smart. It, it wasn't cool, man. It's smart to do that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but it wasn't cool to have to top it off. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I understand. I understand. But, uh, you're smart to carry that with you now. And you've, you've learned a lesson that, you know, just in case, just Ooh, in case man, you have it around. So. Yeah. Well, I got a couple got? of other things that, yeah. uh, we should mention. I, I, we talked about MacGyver. We talked, yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff would work. I mean, some, he's got some crazy, Things that don't work, obviously. There's some sure. things that don't work. But you've, you've seen or heard about, you know, a lot of times you'll talk to, um, someone else who just has a lot of experience. Oh, you know what? This is leading right into what I want to talk about at the end of this podcast. There's something really cool that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, it has to do with rally racing. Um, but this, uh, this whole MacGyver stuff, he did some crazy things. I mean, he used, uh, jumper cables to make an arc welder with, mm. uh, two quarters. Yeah. yeah. And, Honestly, that would work. Really? It really truly would I work. I thought that was just television. No, that, that could work. The battery, the jumper cables, and, and two quarters could work as a, is not great, but it could work. Okay. Uh, could work. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll have to try No, it. I'm, I'm agreeing because you italicized. I think he used a, he used, once he used a ballpoint pen as a, kind of like an inline repair for a fuel line. And, uh, honestly, that could work. Could work if you use the body of a ballpoint pen. Yeah, you take you know, you, out the ink, you take out all the nib. guts of the thing, the yeah. cartridge, and uh, yeah, it's just a because all you're, you've got is a hollow tube. See, that makes more sense to me mm-hmm. than the first one. Yeah, I mean that could work, and there's there's a lot of little things like that. I mean, I suppose mm. you could use um, you know a piece of wire if you don't have the right fuse. You could use a piece of wire to jumper it, but that's a terrible fix because it's no longer a fusible link. It's just a just a link. Oh um, yeah, and uh, by the way. Always, there is not. There is not really. I know I sound like a jerk. There is not really an excuse for not having extra fuses in your car. <laughs> they are lightweight. Yeah, they are dirt cheap. Often, the extra ones are stored in the fuse box. And they, yep, 
often they'll have uh, they'll have spares, and you may have to look around for them on that you know that key that they give you. Yeah, on the diagram. Yeah, but uh, you're right, Ben. I mean, keep them keep them on hand just in case because you don't want to get stuck somewhere because you you don't have a twenty five cent fuse, mm-hmm. and you don't want to really. You don't want to have that head smack moment if you're someone who doesn't know too much about the way your car works Mm -hmm. and have your car towed to a mechanics and then have them change the fuse for you. That's the walk of shame right there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, thankfully hadn't happened to me. yeah. You got any more examples of uh, of because I want to I want to top this whole thing off with this this crazy example of some ingenuity. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're, we're getting toward that. So I'm just going to put in a couple more things that I think people should have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, carry some antifreeze. I'm going to go ahead and say, you, you, my friend have already said screwdrivers, pliers. Oh yeah. Um, adjustable wrench. That's a big one. Tire pressure gauge. Please, please guys. There's sure. just no excuse for it. That's easy. Yeah. And then, um, I would also, I would also say, and this is just my own superstition come back up. A uh, pocket knife is a good thing to have or some sort of tool like that, multi-purpose mm-hmm. tool. Um, and should you carry extra gas in your car? Absolutely not. No. Do no, not no, no, carry no. extra gas. Carry Yes, carry an empty container. But uh, just pay attention to your fuel, well, fuel gauge. Probably, you know what the problem with that is? What's that? Uh, empty con- gas containers still have fumes. So you got to be careful with that. That's one. true. But – but it's not a bad idea to carry the container because you know what they charge you when you go to a gas station if you're walking on the highway? They'll charge you for the container. They'll charge you for the gas, of course. But sometimes they'll charge you – You know, they'll have – they know who's coming in there. Yeah. People walking in trying to buy a gallon of gas to walk back to their car that's five miles mm-hmm. away. So, uh, you know, they have exorbitant prices on some of that stuff. It's possible, yeah, because yeah. – No, you know, I like your idea. They'll carry a container that you can fill with it and hopefully you'll never use it. Maybe it will just stay empty the whole time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the best thing. So that's because those are two of the really big common ones, mm-hmm. uh, flat tires and running out of gas. Yeah, I think flat, you're right. Flat tires, just be have what you need. Have a spare tire. It's worth it. Even though it weighs more, it, it's worth it. Take it out when you're racing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then secondly, advice. running out of gas, can't carry extra gas in your car. Terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, just pay attention to the gauge. Yeah, exactly. Just common sense. See? Common and sense. So we've got that out of the way and now we're leading to – what I hear is a moment of ingenuity. It is. And uh, this is an old one. And you may have heard about this. But this is one of those, uh, like, I can't believe they've, th- this worked mm-hmm. moments, okay? Now, this is the last thing I want to talk about here, really. So we'll oh. wrap it up with this. But um, you would be surprised at the, the, the way that uh, the racers, you know, kind of develop things on the fly. You know, they think on their feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, probably maybe one of the better examples of this that I've ever heard of was uh, back in the early 1980s. And I looked around for this and I found some information about it. And you would never find it unless you search some odd keywords together. Okay. Very odd keywords. Right. But I'll get to that in a moment. So we're talking about the uh, Circuit of Ireland rally in 1982. Okay. Okay. And this is the earliest example of this I can really find. Okay. There may be an earlier example where someone's done this in the past, but – this is where I it, where this information came from. Um, okay, you remember the Audi Quattro that we talked about? Yes. Turning 30 this year, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so this is 82, so it's two years after the introduction of the Audi. Um, not the, or the Quattro, rather. Um, not that that has anything to do with the problem here, but um, during the race, this is a rally race, um, it had a slipping clutch problem uh, during one of the stages. So they, they realized that uh, the clutch was actually getting an oil coating uh, from another leaking component. So it was uh, – 
um, causing it to slip and causing, of course, problems shifting through this whole thing, right? But uh, in slowing it down, one of the uh, one of the crew members decided that it would be a good idea to pour Coca Cola on the clutch in order to clear the oil off that was uh, that was you know causing this whole thing to slip that was dripping onto the clutch, right? So they they poured Coca Cola directly onto the clutch in order to to melt off that oil or dissolve that oil away. What happened? Uh, it worked. What? It honestly worked. It worked. Now this is now again. This is a very temporary fix, and this is a, a racing situation. You know, yeah. it's going to be torn down afterwards and, and cleaned and fixed. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, this isn't a daily driver type car that you know you could just do this and, and forget about it. Then, but um, we we drink soda. Scott. We do, yeah. But it's also if if you look up the uses for, and I'm not picking on Coca Cola by any means, right? But other carbonated, exactly, soda. carbonated soda. Um, the uses for carbonated beverages like this, I'm going to just say Coke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the use for Coke, you can pour it into uh, greasy laundry, you know, a 20 ounce bottle of it into a load of laundry that will clean up greasy laundry. You can pour it onto spots in your driveway. It also it cleans pennies. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and there's a million uses for this stuff. I mean, if you look it up and you've probably seen the list before, there's a lot of different things you can do with oh, Coca Cola. Yeah. One of them apparently is clean off clutch plates. That's so and, strange. Uh, it gets a little stranger. Really? Uh, the same, the same car, same race. Mm-hmm. The problem continued to happen, right? Because, you know, this is not something that pouring Coke and fixes it. There's still the oil leak, right? Yeah. So they still, they continue to use Coca-Cola during the same race. You know, this is all across the, you know, the, uh, um, island of, uh, well, Ireland. And, um, not only that, but they, they were stuck on the side of the road and they're doing this fix, you know, saying like, we got to dump Coca-Cola yeah. into this thing. Cause there's a, there's a hatch at the top of the bell housing. They can, they can access the clutch and that's how they're doing this. Okay. So it's pretty they're easy. They're spraying it into it. It's relatively easy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, local Irishman there says, just offhandedly says to, you know, sees that they're having problems cause there's people along the whole way of this, this rally, you know, watching what's going on says offhandedly to them, why don't you try pouring some flour on there too? Flour, like baking flour. And uh, I said, well, why would we do that? And he said, well, it would soak up the oil. You'd have the, you know, so it's the drying material. Like, you know, you'd pour uh, oil dry onto something yeah. on the ground. And, and he said, it's the exact same thing. So just pour some uh, pour some flour in there. So they used Coca-Cola and a mixture of flour in order to clean the clutch to get this thing through the race. And they ended up, uh, I'm, I don't know what position they ended up in this particular race. But um, I thought that was a really, ingen- you know, ingenious way. Yeah. Shows Tremendous ingenuity on on the fly, of uh, you know the way to get around a problem that they were having because otherwise they would have just had to retire the car and say you know we've lost this one let's go back sure. and see what we can do, uh, but now they know that Coca Cola and flour is a way to fix a slipping clutch. That's so weird. And yeah, I know you wouldn't think of that. I, I mean, would have never thought no, of that. No, but I've heard of this recently as well. You know, I I know that a rally racer used Coca Cola and I believe it was sand, which sounds terrible, but they were able to yeah. make a a sticky gummy substance. In order to apply it, they, I believe they applied it to the clutch in order to make it work. They didn't just dump it in there. Um, just enough to get it so it wouldn't slip and able to get, you know, back to the, uh, the base, I guess. You were right. You know, that, that counts as a little bit of a separate category from the repairs we were talking about. We were championing basic repairs, talking about how to not go beyond your means. But, but. People have used this Coca-Cola method in the past because now they know about it. Yeah. So this has been done in before. daily drivers. It has. It has because it will. Um, it does form a kind of like a sticky, gooey substance once it heats up. That's the problem with this stuff. You can't just dump it in there and then leave it in and say it's yeah. done. It will. And I don't recommend this. Okay. Okay. But it will fix a slipping clutch. If you have a slipping clutch, you can gain. 
I don't know how many more miles out of your, your vehicle with this. And I mean, it, it's a temporary fix to the problem. It mm. will work. It doesn't have to be a rally situation. Pouring Coca-Cola into your clutch will work. Oh, okay, Scott. <laughs> see me throw that no, link. No, I, I think I see what you're saying. Again, I do not recommend it. Right. We're just saying that it will work. We're not saying do it. No. We're saying actually don't do it. I'm saying don't do it. Yeah. Um, I guess though, if somebody has some huge problem and they're stranded on the side of the road. But, but do you get it? See, they, they thought about this and they thought, well, what do we need? How do we get a, you know, how do we one rid, our, rid ourselves of that oil that's on the clutch yeah. without making it worse? Yeah. Without tearing the whole car apart, because that, that was an option. They could tear the whole car apart, but then, you know, they lose time on they the They pretty much lose the race. Exactly. They, they would lose, lose the race at that point. What's a quick fix that will work and get us to the next stage where we can maybe take a better look at this or develop something along the way that will work? And, uh, this was it. I mean, they, they're, you can see film of them pouring a two liter bottle of Coca-Cola onto the clutch. I mean, that's kind of. I, I can see why uh, some place why some soda companies would not want to promote that, but that's pretty neat. <laughs> it you know? is. It's a neat fix. It really is. And honestly, if you just take the time, like they did, to think about this, they did it a little faster than you sure. or I would. Yeah. You thought about this quickly. Um, but if you take your time to think about this, you honestly, you know, just you th- you think about it, you assess the situation, you decide what you need to do, maintain a level head about the whole thing. There's a good chance you're going to be able to get home or to a shop. Boom, dude. I think we just, we're about to wrap it up with an awesome segue. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. So you guys have, and guys and gals have listened to uh, Scott and I talk about some basic roadside repairs, tell a couple of anecdotes about some tricky roadside repairs, but we want to hear from you. Do you have, and I bet they do, Scott, do you have any, uh, any impressive kind of thinking out the box roadside repair that you pulled off? Uh, and, and secondly, did it work or not work? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's important. I've tried a couple things I'm not going to go into. It. I've tried a couple things that I can tell you conclusively do not work. <laughs> yeah, I, I experienced that weekly with my go-kart. Yeah. So, <laughs> so hit us up on our Car Stuff Facebook. Uh, hit us up on our Car Stuff Twitter. Yeah. Uh, also our blog and, uh, you can find almost anything you want to on our website as far as vehicular information, right? That's right. And uh, if that still is just not quite doing it for you, then uh, why don't you write us an email? Mm-hmm. That's right. You can reach us at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, 
also with other interesting guests. Then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.